This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1454, Guilt and Black Coffee, both by Becca Shearn of minimalwellness.com, and I'm Justin Mollick, the guy that reads to you every single day of the year, including weekends and holidays to help you live a more meaningful and positive life. Two posts today, both from Becca Shearn. So let's get right to them as we optimize your life. Guilt by Becca Shearn of minimalwellness.com. Guilt is a powerful emotion. Guilt can creep into our lives, stealthily permeating every interaction we have. The guilt we continually carry can trigger stress, overwhelm, anxiety, and depression. We're enculturated to feel guilt about everything we're not doing right, about everything we should be doing. Our society uses guilt to render us into complacent, compliant consumers. Food and beverage companies use it to keep us hooked on their products. Guilty pleasure, anyone? Fitness and weight loss gurus use it as faux motivation. Religions use it to keep their devotees on the proper path. Parents use it to get children to behave in a desirable way. Excessive guilt morphs into shame. Something you feel guilty about becomes a value statement about yourself. I think of guilt and shame as points on a continuum. Temporary guilt can be helpful and even motivating. It can point out that we acted in a way that doesn't align with who we want to be. It can cue us to act differently. However, if we don't take action to adjust our behavior or if our expectations are unreasonable, our guilt can fester and metastasize into shame which lowers our self-esteem, self-worth, and self-image. Guilt and shame make us feel inferior and inadequate. In a perverse way, they encourage us to settle. Most of us don't push our limits embracing the fear, resistance, and discomfort required for growth when we feel less than. When our self-image and worth are questioned, when we feel guilty about something we did or didn't do, and when we dwell on that guilt and feel shame, it's far more likely that we will repeat that exact behavior. Think about all the times you felt guilty in the last day, in the last week. Did you feel it when you blew off a workout? How about when you lost your cool with your kid or your partner, your friend or coworker? Do you feel it when scrolling through hundreds of posts in your social media feeds? Or perhaps you feel it most acutely when eating a particular food? I've experienced all of those scenarios and many more. If we let it, guilt and its ugly alter ego shame can surround and paralyze us. Feeling guilt is a response. It's a response to a mismatch between our actions and our values. It's also a response to the dissonance created when our values don't match what our culture says they should be. Our culture values shiny new things. Our culture values appearance over ability. Our culture values words over actions. Our culture values the quick fix pill over the slow process, the knee-jerk reaction over thoughtful deliberation, the black or white, right or wrong, over nuance and subtlety. Our culture values convention and conformity. Our culture values college, marriage, parenthood, the 30-year mortgage, the picket fence and the manicured lawn. Our culture values pacification and comfort. It says we should hit up the drive through have a bowl of ice cream, or pour a glass of wine. It's been a long day, we deserve it. When we stray from the values our society promotes or when we realize those values don't bring us meaning, purpose, or joy, we feel dissonance. Humans hate dissonance. We're hardwired to resolve it as quickly as possible. When we feel the dissonance created from a mismatch between society's values and our own, some of us fall back in line with society while others get stuck in a space of constant guilty rumination, unable to reconcile the dissonance between our daily actions, our expectations, and our values. If we want to reduce the negative impact guilt has in our lives, step one is to get crystal clear on what our values are. Step two is to critically examine our expectations, 
Often our expectations are too high while our standards are too low. Determining our values helps us begin acting in an authentic manner. Checking our expectations while elevating our standards helps us shed that guilty feeling. We get to determine our values. Every day we get to choose our actions and priorities. We can let go of guilt. We can change. And I have another post in just a sec, but first, check out Calm, that's C-A-L-M, a top-rated app that helps you relax, meditate, and get a good night's sleep. Sleep is so important every day of the year, but around the holidays, it can get even harder to find time for those precious hours. Parties with friends and family, endless shopping lists, long flights. When you finally get into bed, you want to fall asleep easily and stay asleep. I dove into Calm's library of soundscapes and sleep stories, which are specifically designed to help you get a good night's rest. Calm sleep stories are my new go-to when I need to get some shut-eye, no more watching TV or staring at the ceiling. For a limited time, our show listeners can get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash old. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash O-L-D. It comes with unlimited access to Calm's entire library and new content is added every week. Get started today at calm.com slash old. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash O-L-D. Black Coffee by Becca Shearn of minimalwellness.com. Coffee has always been one of my favorite things. For years, I bought organic, fair trade, fresh, dark roasted beans from local purveyors, and I use a French press for brewing. I drink my coffee with milk, lots of milk, In fact, I joked that I took some coffee with my milk. Without it, I didn't like the flavor of the coffee I chose. It was too deeply roasted, too bitter, too thick, sat on my tongue like a dirty sock. But it tasted good with milk, so that's how I drank it. I tried alternative roasts from time to time, but with the milk, I preferred it dark and viscous. A year and a half ago, I was introduced to new coffee roasts, varietals, and brewing methods, and I discovered some coffee is much better without milk. By removing the mask of milk, I could taste flavored nuances and varying acidities. I could see the spectrum of colors and appreciate the intoxicating aromas. Having a cup of coffee turned into an enjoyable experience, not just a warm, creamy liquid vector for caffeine. Nothing's inherently wrong with drinking milky coffee. I just found that I enjoy it far more with the excess removed. This is a metaphor about life. Removing the superfluous enhances our ability to taste and to live. A few years ago, I existed by diluting uncomfortable experiences and pacifying myself to sufficiently tolerate my reality. I avoided some things that required difficult work, settling for good enough. I shied away from the signals telling me things weren't right, thinking, it's okay, nothing's perfect. My logic was flawed and pernicious. And it ate away at my life, one choice at a time. When I began distilling my choices and experiences down to their essence by removing the dilutions, distractions, and pacifiers, I was better able to see the underlying problems and to formulate solutions. I was drinking the wrong coffee. With the right coffee, I don't need milk. You just listened to the posts titled Guilt and Black Coffee, both by Becca Shearn of minimalwellness.com. And I'll keep this ending nice and short for you today. Hope you're having a great week and I'll be back tomorrow for the Thursday show where your optimal life awaits.